0: Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 698, with Ileana De La Vega.
1: Work hard, study, and always be open to learn more. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures,
0: and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become... Unstoppable. For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365. A value of five thousand dollars. Don professional. It does more than just save greasy, oil slicking ducks. It also happens to be the number one dish detergent found in almost every commercial kitchen with long-lasting suds that clean fifty-eight percent more dishes per sink. To learn more, go to www.pgpro.com and experience the grease fighting power of Don Professional dishwashing liquid. You can find Don Professional at Sam's Club or by visiting samsclub.com slash Don Ladies and gents, you've got to own your presence online because that's where your first impressions are made. Good thing there is Bento Box because Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and and relationships directly through their websites to learn more about bento box and how it can empower you through your website. Head over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And because you are a restaurant unstoppable listeners, you'll save 50% off your setup fee. Again, that's getbento.com slash unstoppable. Unstoppables. What's going on? I have a great show for you today, but before I give you that teaser, let me, Turn you on to a new up and coming podcast. It's QSR Magazines Fast Forward. It brings you interviews between QSR editor Sam. OKIS and some of the fast casual industry's most illustrious leaders, uh, from Kava's Brett Schulman to Chipotle's Brian Nickel to Mod Pizza's ali and Scott Svenson. Uh, head over to qsrmagazine.com slash podcast for a full archive or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I should mention that uh Sam is doing the same thing for me. We're cross-promoting, so uh let's go check that out. Let's help him out. And he's also like i said i just can't emphasize this enough how how thankful i am that he's spreading the word over to the qsr magazine folks who are subscribed to that magazine and who are listening to that podcast but today we have a great show for you today um iliana de la vega came on the show she has an incredible story uh she opened a restaurant in mexico uh, because of political issues in that area she was at uh she had to close um and then she moved to the states originally in san antonio but they made their way to austin where they opened their second restaurant with the same name had extreme success like the first restaurant but again due to variables outside of their control this time it was construction like a long period of construction that just paralyzed their business along with just uh the the scene in austin changing so much over the past few years where they're just like you know what this is this rent is unsustainable. They decided that they it was time for them to, again to to pick up and move, and nothing that they were doing wrong. Like These folks know how to sling some good, authentic Mexican food. Um, it's just these variables, these environmental variables that made them have to stop and restart, and it's just, I think, such an inspiring story of grit and continuing to show up, and also, I think that the, the what comes out of this story is just how... Valuable your reputation can be. Um, you can survive anything as long as you're able to keep your reputation intact. Opportunities will present themselves to you. And I think that comes out in today's episode. So I really hope you enjoy it. With no further ado, here it is. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Chef Ilyala de La Vega. Are you feeling unstoppable today? Of course. I cannot wait to dive into your story. I mean, there's a, lots of peaks and valleys in this one. So it's going to be. You. A roller coaster get ready for it so Ileana and Ernesto married in Mexico City shortly after moving to say it for me Oaxaca Oaxaca where Iliana had a deep family roots and uh, where she wanted to open a restaurant specializing in Oaxacan cuisine the restaurant fl- flourished until 2006 when the community experienced a period of political unrest causing Ileana and Ernesto to sell their restaurant and move to the United States not long after their arrival into Austin Texas Ernesto began planning the El Not say it for me
1: Not. <laughs> El <No> Naranjo
0: <laughs> trailer as the first step to learn about the Austin market and its culinary scene while you were teaching at the Culinary Institute in San Antonio. Right. Uh, then in 2012, El Nar- Naranjo, I want to say El Naranjo, but I know I'm not saying it right. You're I apologize. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, restaurant and bar finally opened and they consistently have been recognized as one of Austin's best traditional Mexican cuisines, if not the best. And there's just, like I said, so many peaks and valleys to your stories of success and starting over and then up and down. And it's going to be a good one. But before we dive into your story, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quarter mantra. What do you got for us?
1: Uh, well, it's just like hard work and really be true to myself and mm. be honest. You know, that's yeah. what we have done through the years.
0: How has that served you?
1: Oh, it's hard work. I definitely <laughs> yeah. can tell you that. You know, it has been like three beginnings. Uh, So it has been a lot of work.
0: Yeah. You know, there's so much to to strive for. Like, I feel like society puts a lot of pressure on us to strive for, like, quote unquote success or material things uh, and you can achieve those things but if you achieve those things without being true to yourself it's almost like what was it for? Yeah. You know? You're not but, happy.
1: You're not yeah. a happy person. But when you stay
0: true to yourself like you could be at the bottom of the bottom, right? But at least you know who you are and yeah, you have Yeah, we have that in, been. That, and that's, <laughs> there's something to be said about that and I love that's a great way to get this thing started. So you're from Mexico City, correct? Uh, right. But you have roots your family roots in in oaxaca yeah my mom
1: was uh, was from oaxaca and i have big family there
0: so take us take us through to your early you know days when you decided that you were going to get involved in culinary when did you know that this was going to be your path
1: i mean it was you know since very young i like to cook my mom was an extremely good cook so i cook with her she let me you know damage a lot of things sometimes (laughs) and uh, my dad loved to eat so it was a good combination because we ate a lot of home, but also we went out outside, you know, to anything like from the very fancy restaurants to the very, uh, you know, hole in the wall. And we travel for food. Mm. My dad put us, you know, like he had the feel of uh, wanting something that went for, you know, certain thing from, uh, uh, you know, something antojito in Mexico. So we drove, okay. uh, with him and you know spend the weekend over somewhere else and then come back home and, and everything was normal. So it, it was a passion for food at home. OK, in general. So, I mean, I have the cliche story, you know, like I yeah. like to cook, you know, because my mom was a very good cook. Now, my mom didn't support that. She, didn't she support was a that chemist. You... No, she was a chemist. Okay. So it's like, no, my mom, I want my daughter to have a career. Well, it that was... explains
0: why she's probably such a great cook. The chemistry yeah. involved, right? <laughs>
1: right. But no, it was more like, uh, you know, it was in she was very advanced on her time. And the time we're talking about is uh, that when I was growing up, it was not fancy to be a chef. Mm. I mean, not even known much about it. It was restaurants, not chefs. Yeah, it was a
0: a low, like a, what's the word? Almost like a, like the bottom of the food chain job, Yes, exactly. It's like, no, why do
1: you want to be there? You want want to own your restaurant, that's a different thing. But if you want to be a cook, it was a last resort. It wasn't what you aim for. (laughs) I want you to go to college. And so I started like six different careers, never finished one. And at the end, it was like, okay, I started doing a little bit of catering from my home, teaching classes and things like that. That's how I started into the cooking.
0: Okay. So you started with catering. Catering um,
1: and cooking classes. Can you, teaching.
0: Teaching. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Can you time stamp this for us? Give us an idea of like how much time.
1: I did the, the cooking classes and all that. I had the one for like about six years in Mexico City. Okay. Then we moved to Oaxaca. And uh, over there, we did a, a bunch of different things at the beginning, and then I—I I mean, we decided to get super crazy because I—we I, didn't have any experience on opening a restaurant so or owning a restaurant. Before
0: opening your first restaurant, you—you you literally did not work in a restaurant no, except for the never. teaching. You knew food.
1: I knew food, but not nothing running over. Of, of but a restaurant. not
0: anything regarding business.
1: No, not at all. Okay. So I'm not the brain in the into this operation. I'm the feeling in the kitchen. My husband is the brain of the operation, essentially. And work together, you know. I think,
0: that, I think it's really, it's refreshing to hear you say that. Because I think when people are looking to get into this industry, they, they, they think they have to be good at everything. And that's just not realistic. And you need, I think, I don't know in today's market if you can do it without a business partner. Unless one of those freaks that yes. are good at everything, <laughs> which is likely not the case. Like, you need somebody who offsets you. And it sounds like that was your husband.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and he's a good cook, too. So, he, he can do it on his own. Yeah, <laughs> But the one with the more passionate that moment and he actually left his he's an architect but he left his career and follow me on this path uh so we have been working together for so many years so now.
0: dive a little bit more into your partnership the yin and the yang to it where you're strong where he's strong where you're weak, where he's weak.
1: well he's a strong on mostly everything but not the social skills he's not very good with people okay so that is not his part um I like people. I love people, and I also love food. But we both share that. But he's good with numbers and mm. planning and all those things. Super that important. I am not. Yeah. I don't want to be. The, the I details, mean, I don't want to. Right? Be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All those things. I don't want to know how much costs this or that. You know, I I don't care. He's the one. Is like no, no 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 that we can afford or we let's go for that. You know, that's the one who chooses those things.
0: That's a crucial role. A oh yeah. Or even
1: out. in some ways, I mean, we were very naive when we opened the restaurant. Honestly speaking. I uh, love we that. thought it was more about the food, which is very important, but it's all about around the food.
0: Yeah, you know, I actually had this argument. I went to a chef's colla- or chef's summit, uh, and I had this argument with a room full of chefs, and I did not win the argument in that room. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Like at the end, you're opening a restaurant. I hope you can cook. Yes. You know that's a given, but can <laughs> yeah. you do everything else, right? Yeah. And the, the everything else that will make or break you. You need to have a good food, like that's expected.
1: Yeah, that's expected, but yeah. it's and not, not necessarily. I mean, you, how many times and don't tell me how many times you go to a restaurant and it's not even good food, but yeah. the place is packed. It's like I mean, they have a good sense of a place, I guess, or Honestly, what the people are trend or whatever yeah. is happening, but it's not necessarily about the good food either.
0: I'll be the first person to admit that. I can go to a restaurant and I'm not necessarily, like, as long as the food's okay, but the people that are working there are amazing, you know, like, that will make me come back. It's the relationship. Uh, do you agree or disagree with uh, that? <laughs> I won't come back. I won't come back. Okay. So I, won't, I, I, I don't own, agree with that. Right? No, I
1: really like good food.
0: So let's go into your first experience uh, opening this restaurant. What was the vision?
1: Um, like, to serve Mexican, I mean, what I found in Oaxaca when I was there is that there was great food in the ho- in the homes. But not not too much in the restaurants. So it's like okay, what I'm cook? Like I cook at home, or my mom used to cook at home, uh, all the Oaxacan recipes, and just present it in a restaurant in a restaurant way because I I had a lot of experience dining out. Okay, you know, you know Mexico and elsewhere. You know we travel a lot and we go to fancy restaurants. So like just to present it in a different way, not as as family style, not very rustic. given it's very rustic food. Um, so we started that way, and. Uh, yeah, soon soon we learned that you know not everything was about the food. It was about many other stories and many other things that were happening. Because what happened at the beginning in Oaxaca is like the locals refused to eat with me because I was a foreigner for them. I mean, I was oh, an outsider from outside Mexico. from like
0: that that like I region. Born,
1: I wasn't born. I wasn't born in Oaxaca. Okay, I, born, I was born in Mexico City.
0: Now is Oaxaca. Uh, mostly indigenous or? I mean,
1: there is a lot of indigenous people, but you know, the, the, the city of Oaxaca, you can find people from anywhere in the world. Okay. And that was changing exactly when we were there. Okay. Um, so it, it was interesting to see all those things, but then very soon we began to be accepted and actually become the best restaurant in Oaxaca, you know, like serving Oaxacan food by, you know, by all the foreigners and Oaxaca lives on tourism. What things were you doing to become accepted? Uh, I mean, I I guess I was doing things that I believe in, mostly. Uh, again, you know, true to myself, yeah. you know, I didn't cook with lard, for example. So I was almost, you know, like killed, you know, for heresy in Oaxaca because I was not <laughs> cooking with lard. And uh, but the people everywhere, everyone else was appreciating that. And the reason it was not for health, it was more for flavors. Mm. Why you make, you know, this salsa or this mole that it took you, you know, these hours or whatever, building flavors... And then put him, you know, mask them a little bit with the, with the lard, which has a fantastic flavor. I love it. Yeah. But not with everything. Yeah. So uh, it was, I mean, and that was my way of cooking. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the way my mom used to cook. And not the way the traditional cooking is. And interestingly enough, you know, I came to the States, went back. And uh, the people there is like, now they're not cooking with lard, they're cooking with this. So it's like, oh, interesting, you know? (laughs) At the beginning, they wanted to kill me. Now, it's all accepted.
0: Okay. So you you said that the the, the thing that you started doing or what made you accepted was your... Trueness to yourself, right? And I think that when we yeah. go someplace, where we're when we're, new, we're the new guy or girl, right? Um, we don't people don't know us yet. It takes that time to, to develop trust, and I think if you're authentic to yourself, that speeds things up, does it not?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, but it definitely it pays off.
0: Yeah. But you also said that you recognize there's a bunch of things. I mean, you were doing food well from yes. the very beginning, but what you weren't doing well was running the business. Can you get specific? Can uh, you identify a few things, knowing what you know now, reflecting back at yourself, the things that you were doing then that kind of make you giggle at the bat, the past version of yourself and what you were doing wrong?
1: I mean, uh, there were things that you you start learning. For example, in those days, bringing a a cheap plate to a table, it was not accepted, for example, but you we had tons of uh, clay, clay play, plates and things. So, once it was one chip, you had to trash it, right? Now it's all acceptable, you know, yeah. all those things. But, <laughs> you know, the steps that you have to go through. Uh, again, open the restaurant and I had this, cla- this sugar that we call in Mexico second-class sugar because it's a little bit more brown, okay. right? Uh, well, not, not talking about those things, but anyway. And, uh, and now everybody's that they want to use, and it's even more expensive because the turbinado or one of those. Right, but that day it was like no, that was not accepted. And so it's like the that. little details. The, the little details about. here and there that you don't think when you're opening. You think everything is about the the food. Yeah. No, it is about training your service. Is uh, you know like that they understand what they're doing and why we are doing it.
0: Okay. Uh, why so, we're
1: serving this or that. You know the so training.
0: So you weren't giving your employees the why. You weren't going deep with your employees with your servers and and maybe educating them.
1: A little bit because it's different. You know, in Mexico, for example, many people. Well, you, we have to train the, the servers from scratch. Mm. You know, a lot of people will, you know, will come to us with a, you know, really wanted to work but didn't know how to in a restaurant environment. So we had to teach them. I mean, things I didn't think of before and you encounter on the way. Yeah. Um, and then we, once they were trained, they're wonderful. And they because, you know, the service in Mexico is always fantastic. Yeah. It's very welcoming. It's very warm. Naturally hospitable. Naturally hospitable. Yeah. Yes. So, um,
0: so you opened – what year did you open? It was the, the mid-90s or late uh, we 90s? We opened
1: in uh, – let me think uh, again. Yeah, it was 1997, 96 somewhere there.
0: Okay. And it, it, you said – in one in my research, it took until about 2003, right, for you to really, like, catch your stride and catch your identity and start getting like More national yes. recognition. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: National and international recognition.
0: So what were the two or three biggest things that changed during 97 and 2003 that had the biggest impact? Not necessarily the press you got, but what you did to be able to handle that type of press.
1: I mean, it, it, essentially, I have to say, even you don't want to hear that it was the press. It was to be on the New York Times you know when the new york times wasn't traveling you know now you get you know from the most re- you know remote uh, town in somewhere you get a you know a, you know a review from that place yeah it was not the time i mean we're talking about 9 2000 or 2001 and i got a cover you know in the dining section of the new york times
0: okay and that's where things yes, got crazy yes it started
1: getting crazy but still i mean we could handle it was it was I mean, we were good, yeah. <laughs> honestly speaking, and it was Not, a beautiful place I love it, and, and all that, you know, so we had all our lives planned, you know, for the future, yeah. even retirement wasn't our plans, and I mean, soon retirement and all those things that, of course, didn't work that well.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get into what ended up happening, but before we get there, I'm just curious, any lessons, just like, again, like reflecting back, um, things that you learned the hard way, um, that you would have, if you, you know, if you could prevent somebody today for making that same mistake that you made during the early days of opening their opening the restaurant? What were, what were those things? What were the, the lessons you learned the hard way?
1: Um, I mean, it was like at the beginning, I wasn't trusting myself, for example, in the, in the way that I should be in the kitchen or really, I mean, so I hired confidence. Cooks. Yeah, confidence, because okay. I, I didn't have the experience, you know? I knew the recipes, I had to, I know how to cook them, but I, I didn't feel like comfortable doing it in a scale. larger scale. Yeah. So I guess if from day one I should have been in the kitchen, it could have been better. So where Uh, were you on
0: day one if you weren't in the kitchen? I mean, I was
1: there, but not necessarily like overseeing everything. I was just tasting and things like that. But uh, there were things that I wanted to do somehow and they suggested me to do another one. I was like, okay, let's do that way. And it, I mean, it's back and forth until you feel like secure about what you're doing.
0: Yeah, but I think it's natural that you didn't really feel right. confident because you didn't. No, never even had a professional even coming experience. out
1: from a, from a cooking school, I yeah. mean, you still don't have the confidence to be like running a restaurant, yeah. honestly speaking. That's <laughs> takes, that takes it. time. It <laughs> takes time and experience. It. So a few months later, I get into the kitchen. Is like, no, no, no. I had to be there and really come out with what I really think is it should be the, the food. You know.
0: So what do you think is a secret to gaining confidence?
1: Uh, just experience, you know, that's the only thing and just get into it It's like the first time, you know, I I never learned English practically, you know, I never studied properly And it's like when the first days is like you're more embarrassed and then it's like, okay I'm gonna make mistakes, but I want to make my own mistakes mm. and it's like, okay, let's go into it and Yeah, I mean that's it. how
0: you learn how to cook is through the mistakes Like yeah. you're trying things, Everything life, make it right? all good Everything time, in life Yeah, next time less <laughs> salt, right? Um, so 2003, early 2000s, you really are, like you get getting national recognition. Things are humming. You're one of the best restaurants in this area, if not the best. Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, yeah, but no, 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 I know. Yeah, but it, yes. sounds, it seems like good things were happening. 2006 rolls around. What's going on in Mexico around 2006? Oh,
1: uh, many things. You know, there was uh, federal um, elections, and also we had a different party on, in power in in the state of Oaxaca, and also in, in Mexico. You know, the federal one. So there was a kind of a battle always with those things. So they didn't get the support. It was a lot of, uh, I mean, I would say corruption in in certain things. Um, as the teachers strike, I mean, I love the teachers. I think they should deserve everybody in Mexico to get better, better paid. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the you know the blockages of the streets and the protests in that way, like harming others. You know, you should be like able to protest and declare what you want, but in a in a more in you know, a civil way, yeah. without harming others. So they blocked the streets in. Uh, you know that was, you know, coming from like thirty years by then. Um, so by now it's like forty something years um, that they keep doing those protests every year, on and on. Every time in May you will have a protest starting the fifteenth, which is the Teachers' Day, and that year you know get conflicted with the federal government and all those things, and the things get out of control. So, they created what was called the Apple, and the Apple took the streets, and they began to be a little bit more aggressive, not violent, because it was not really, but sometimes, yes. Uh, they blocked the streets, they burned, and they put barricades, and such. It was hard to run a business oh, that yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Nobody's and,
0: going on vacation. Nobody's, no, even locals aren't going to go out. No. And,
1: no, and especially, you know, like, a revolutionary uh, tourism, It was not. it's not in fashion yet. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so like, we're... like. Can you give me a sense of like like how much business you lost or like where were your numbers like percentage wise like, like how much of a hit did you take? you
1: know like uh, that was my husband, but I can tell you, you know from being a you know, fully organized restaurant and being very busy went to having one lunch one day, one soup, and that was it on the day
0: One lunch and one soup yeah that
1: guy just ate one soup. I remember that oh yeah so it went like from uh, from being on the top to nothing because it was hard to get there where we were. I mean the location. It was then the the tourists stopped coming because they were you know it was it was it was it was bad. Yeah, and
0: you put almost ten years of your life into yes, building into this, this business, exactly, into, and this is going to be your retirement and your you and scale at this point.
1: Yeah, and normally you think you know, I mean, we knew that there was you know this protest coming and these strikes, and we were ready for them. You know, like oh maybe we take vacation, and normally we did. You know, once they decided when it was the, the blocking, we obligation. take you know two weeks off or whatever, and yeah. that was it. it. Came back, but this was going on and on and on, and we were how like, how long no. did it last? Uh, started on May and end up in you know December. Okay, wow. So by the end of the year, we were running out of money because we have invested you know a lot of money in the restaurant and also other projects that my husband had. So I mean, we didn't have any capital.
0: Yeah, that's seven months. That's a long time. Yeah, that's time a long time. T- with no cash flow. Well,
1: you know, like we didn't have any cash flow at, at the moment. We spent it all. We didn't want to, to make any of our employees suffer. So we keep paying them uh, no matter what. And uh, then at the end, it's like, okay, we took care of everybody but ourselves, so mm. our family. So we were running out of food. Co- I mean, of money uh, completely. And uh, Will says, "Like, uh, let's time to think about it again." Did
0: you have any money put away at this time? Were you? No, oh.
1: no. At that moment, it was invested in some, uh, you know, other other things that, like, my husband was, con- you know, building some. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to and build the assets and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. So smart. everything was there, but it was, we didn't have any money like in cash.
0: Where were you emotionally?
1: At uh, this point? Bad. Yeah. Worried What's bad? Worried about my daughters. You know, at that mm. moment, it was like worried about my family. Like, what are we gonna do now? Uh, start from all over, uh, cut costs somewhere. It's like, we, we cannot make it. We cannot pay the rent anymore. Mm. So it's time to think on something. And somebody called us like, why don't you come to the States and I will, we will make something happen.
0: So, this, so was this somebody who came and experienced your restaurant so yes. knew you had something yes. uh-huh. and that it would do really well up here?
1: Yep. And so we came to the States. It was, it was not my dream. I mean, I've been very grateful to be in this country, in my country now. You but said it was your dream Is that it, was you? not, no, it was not it was not okay. I was very happy in my country, honestly yeah. speaking um, in Mexico, and uh, so we moved to the states, uh, we went to New Mexico for a little bit, which was this project that never happened, <laughs> but we ended up again you know like after, after a few months uh, with all, all of us with green cards and everything ready to work, but we were not able i mean we didn't have a job, so I was when I was called for by the CIA. At the same time, a friend of ours, you know, like, it's like, why don't you come to Austin and stay with me? Meanwhile, you figure out what to do. And I was like, yeah, but we are four of of a family and three dogs. So that's what he It's Like, yeah, come (laughs) over anyway. So so we did. And at the same time, I got the job from the CIA. And uh, so that's a little bit of the story. But.
0: And I'm happy you're stopping here because I just need to reflect on this real quick. And I think when we think about assets, we think about money, right, and pos- physical possessions, yeah. right. But who we are is an asset. The value we create in ourselves is an asset. Our reputation True. is an asset. And you built up all these assets. Your reputation, you know, your knowledge, your value. You became a person of value, right? Thank and you. And you have all these <laughs> you no, know, and you have all these relationships too. People recognize the value in you. And so when when the the stuff hits the fan, right? When bad, when things turn south. Um, when they go bad, you still have all these things. And I think that's the importance of integrity and and st- st- staying I true to yourself so. yep. because no matter you can survive anything, and that's I think you're living proof of that because of who you are. And people true. will, and they, you know, we'll, we're going to take care of Iliana. You know, they, they're going to be okay. Yep. Uh, and I think <laughs> it you know, the, the, just the, the value of integrity and the value of becoming a person of of value just cannot be overlooked. And I want to make an example of you in this moment because of that because that's incredible.
1: Well, so, thank you for oh. mentioning. You're, you know, it's hard to think about you know yeah. like about ourselves in that way, but yeah, you're right. Well, I think so. Well, thank you for being an example.
0: to So uh, one quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to dive into how you turn things around. If you're Scott. sick of paying multiple start. vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors and banks with restaurant 365 you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions no more guessing other features include detailed daily and labor data from your pos system accounts payable automation automated bank reconciliation incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, and headaches. Take action today and find out how Restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on prime costs. That's awesome. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system, a value of 5K. We're back, and you just kind of painted the picture for us. You you came to the states first to New Mexico, that didn't work out, and now you're in Austin, Texas, and you're working down at the San Culinary. San Antonio. Oh, sorry, you're you're working down at San Antonio, the, the Culinary Institute of America. How right. did that opportunity present itself to you?
1: Uh, well, there were people that I met in Oaxaca, you know, the the people from the CIA, and uh, they called me. It's like we're opening this uh, campus in San Antonio. Uh, we would like you to come and join us and create the program, the Latin or the Mexican program. Um, so I was like, oh my God. I mean, that was like a big S- name.
0: Side note, it but, blows whoa, my mind. Wow. Took it took until 2012 for them to even have like this segment, of <laughs> their <laughs> curriculum. But sorry, keep going.
1: Anyway, they have a, they have in the, in the regular curriculum, there was a something special. Like they wanted to the campus to be focused more on the Latin foods and Mexican especially. So I came on board. I mean, I went to do, it's like, the first thing I was, when my big interview, when they, what, what is now the pre it's like, okay, Mark, so why are you calling me? I don't have any formal training or anything like that. And he said, well, that's exactly what we want, you know, to have the, f- the real Mexican food presented and, you know, like explain to the, to the students and all that. And then they can build from there or yeah. whatever. They can do whatever they want, you know.
0: In most and, cultures, tr- tradition doesn't really have that much formality. No, you, uh, but
1: it does in Mexico, definitely. Yeah, so. okay. Um, anyway, so I mean, it's not recognized as, or it wasn't until 2010. and yeah. we can get there uh, later. Um, that it was recognized by the UNESCO, okay. uh, the Heritage of the World, the, the national, the Mexican gastronomy. Uh, anyway, um, so I began to work with them, and mostly it was research. That is, was the you know the five years I worked for them. It was a great job, and I travel, you know, like photographing. Uh, documenting and other things throughout Mexico and some, some countries in Latin America That was well. amazing. It was a good job, I yeah. can't complain. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Traveling a lot, studying a lot, uh, being in uh, you know, libraries and things like that, just studying and developing recipes because it was, one thing is I think this is the way it should be cooked and another way is somebody else. So I, yeah. I grabbed, you know, like maybe if I was writing a recipe for them, let's say just one recipe, I took like at least five sources to, to check on them. And then come up with one for them, for the school.
0: I got you. So, I mean, so this is another example of becoming a person of value, right? You're going out there and you're, you're learning for the school, but you're also absorbing all this knowledge on your own of while course. you go. So I mean, kind of you can kind of I I cannot tipping. just
1: like, this is for the work and this yeah, is for me. You exactly. Know? So, so, but I created something, in, you know, of real value there.
0: Now, and now while you're at the CIA in San Antonio, Ernesto, meanwhile, it's is here, in, Austin, in Austin with a, right. with a food truck. Right. And what was going on there?
1: Well, we started the food truck. Uh, we had a partner in the, our former El Naranjo here in Austin. We had a partner; um, he invested some money, and he meanwhile we get the permits because Austin is not easy to get permits.
0: What advice do you have for um, getting that money and getting the permits?
1: Okay, this uh, this okay. This person, our former partner. Um, we met in Oaxaca. We did his wedding and things like that. So he looked for us when we moved to the States. It's like, OK, what are you doing? We should do something, uh, you know, together and such those things. So we finally get in a sort of agreement and um, he bought this place in, on Rainy Street uh, before Rainy was, is Rainy what it is now. And um, it's like in the big time, it was almost two years to get the permits. So in the meantime, it's like, okay, I have a big truck over there, you know, like a, a trailer sort of thing. So why don't we start doing something with it? It's like, okay, sure. So that's how we, we started with the trailer. So
0: from 2012 to 2014, you were trying to get your permits? Or is no, no, no. It was 2010. 2010. To tw- okay, got you.
1: 2012. Got you. Uh, so we had the trailer. I mean, we remodeled the trailer because it was just an empty box. And uh, you know, do the whole thing, and we park it right, right there on rainy. On rainy, meanwhile, we get the permits.
0: So, what were you trying to accomplish with the food truck aside from obviously trying to make some money? You're yeah. trying to make some money, <laughs> of but course. but you're also were you testing the market, like a little bit of
1: everything. Okay. A little bit of everything, but yeah, I was like, okay, check out the you know how our food goes well here, you know, if the people like or what they like, and things like that. So we tried. Many things, you know. There's the, the the Mexican gastronomy is so best that you can go anywhere, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you have advice for how to test the market?
1: Oh uh, no! I <laughs> <laughs> was just like, okay, what is selling and what is not selling? What yeah. do people say? Just try things, right? Yeah, like just try track things. The numbers, yeah. Yeah, and track the numbers. And yeah. my husband is very good with that. Okay. Like seeing the flow. Like every year, like around this time, this happens here in Austin, or that happened in Oaxaca, or whatever.
0: What were some of your biggest challenges with, with, with restaurant the, number two? Because now you have a clean slate, right? Right? Yep. You're you're starting from scratch. Right. What were some of the, the challenges that you experienced coming into the States, into Austin with this market? Go through that.
1: Okay. Well, um uh, expectations was one. When we opened the trailer, for example, it was interesting because the people, even though it was a trailer, I had such a big name, if you will. I mean, it's it feels you're, bad to say it, but anyway.
0: I understand. Um, you're, um, you're very humble. And I, so re- I appreciate that. So the people is like, you. okay,
1: why you don't have service, you know, like servers here. It's like, this is a trailer. This is a food truck. Uh, why? There are flies. It's like, where, where are doors? Yeah, this is So awesome. things like that, that yeah. are like normal and <laughs> yeah. the people didn't get it, you know. So that was uh, complicated a little bit. But anyway. And then um, challenges with the, with the restaurant. Um, we spend a lot of time. It, it has been, it was a challenge. It was a roller coaster. There was nothing in rainy. Basically there were a couple of bars It was
0: more of a night scene wasn't it? No, no? it was
1: not even that I wasn't here then so There were know. two bars only okay. In one restaurant it was the Garage Mahal That it, it looked like that, like a trailer But it was more like it had the, the, the license for being a restaurant Anyway so And, and we That okay. was it Well and the I Hope in the corner So there was not, not much around um, and we started, and it were, we were successful, then opened another bar next to us. It was the Eisenhower's, and uh, from there began to grow more bars, but also construction started, and that was horrible because do, oh, I imagine. people, you know. And then the the key bar that it was, you know, started rainy uh, left because they the they the they, they lot was sold to um, you know somebody to make a you know a condominiums or whatever. And the construction started, so we were like already getting Mm. somewhere, and it's like whoa, bye again to start again. Uh, There was uh, people, you know, we found people in in, you know in events and things. It's like oh, but you closed. It's like no, we're open. (laughs) I mean, like barely open, but we're open. (laughs) So you were
0: excuse me, you were open for business um, with this food truck or like trailer, uh huh, um, service counter or counter service, sorry. Uh Um, then it, we moved to the restaurant. And you were scaling things, business was picking up, construction happened, no, that that
1: Sorry, I didn't make the, the, the distinction. And then we opened the restaurant. So okay. we opened the restaurant. So now you have May. the brick and mortar. Yes, now. we have the brick and mortar and okay. we're doing well. And how many, well.
0: how many years in business before this event of the construction?
1: Like, uh, maybe a couple. Maybe so 2012,
0: go, you start. How like
1: 2014 so or so. So two years in. I, by then, I just left my job at the San, San Antonio and I was just fully full-time committed to the restaurant. And uh, the business began to, you know, like, raise up, and we were doing well. I mean, obviously, you know, you have to learn again, you know. At the beginning, you tend to have too many servers, too many cooks, too many this and that, because you're going to do great since day one. And that is a big mistake. But, I mean, you learn by experience that you have to have... A less amount, but very good ones.
0: So you're saying that the mistake was having too many people on early on, because your labor expenses are through the roof. Yes, exactly. Um, and then you slowly started to like downsize. You kept, yeah, the, exactly. you kept the good people. So but, things okay. like
1: that, you know, that happened at the very beginning, and that you learned from from it. Um,
0: so what was that transition of, of trying to figure out exactly how many people you need? Take us through that process and what you learned about that.
1: Oof. Uh, well, that is just like... A, a trial and error, I guess, to get to get your your specific amount, and also how trained they are, because our food, well, what we serve, is not like the your everyday food. Uh, so you had to learn names. You had to. So they, 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 our servers need to study a lot. And I mean, there are some. I that would not do maybe. well in
0: your restaurant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will train you. Uh, definitely. Man, I would destroy
0: the sound. No, but you know, so from
1: <laughs> uh, from the chiles, you know, like how many chiles, and it's yeah. like what. You know, which names and yeah. this and that. And we use tons of different ones. So all those things that they have to learn. Mm. So if you have tons of them, they will come and go, and, you know, and, and you have to learn about that. Um, so when you say
0: tons of them, you're talking about the, the hard... Mostly. Okay, okay. Mostly gotcha.
1: servers. You know, the kitchen staff, we, we trade, you know, we change some, but it was mostly, mostly the same people at the beginning or they last longer. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. So what
0: things did you start doing differently to get more of a retention with your servers? Uh, to retain them, to keep them on your team?
1: I guess, uh, you know, it, one, one thing is obviously, you know, what, what they make, the money they make. That is number one thing, mm-hmm. obviously, because that is, drives them a lot. But also, I guess, you know, t- this point is to be proud of being with us, to be happy what they, I mean, it's very high quality what we serve. So we make mistakes as anyone else, but uh, you know, in general it's high quality and we and try that. A sense of pride, right? Yeah, yeah. A sense of pride of just yeah. like I like, like what I do I'm I on like this what, team. Yeah, but, yeah imagine yeah. you know, working in a restaurant that is like, what is good here? It's like yeah. you turn is like I don't know, I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> I don't know, well, like
0: th- you can't. <laughs> I think that's totally underestimated in this industry. Um, yeah, because let's be honest, you don't you can make good money as a server or a bartender in this industry. Like you can do all right. Um but at the end of the day, I think what's gonna attract onto yourself the best people is People want to be associated with your brand. Like people yeah. want, like, it's psychographics. Like, what does the what does working here say about me? How yeah. does this make me look when I'm on this team? Right? That's true. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, and obviously, you know, if you, you can give all that, but if you are not making business, then it's like, okay, I love you, bye bye. You know, so <laughs> you have to combine those things. Yeah. Uh, the other thing it was a little bit of a challenge is in Mexico there are things that you you do normally. Um, and here we have to make a list of a uh, to-do list. Like what? Like, uh, for example, <laughs> turn off the lights. You uh. know, they have to be on the to-do <laughs> list. It's like, really? <laughs> or turn on the lights. Or, you know, those things. It's like you have to have a list of those things that... I never thought on that in Mexico, for but you bring
0: up a really important thing, like the, the importance of having checklists, right? Yes. And, and creating standards through the checklist and They're right. And assuming that nothing's obvious, right?
1: Yeah. But sometimes just like, really, this yeah, is I know, and it's painful, <laughs> but you have to make that
0: assumption that just because you recognize it doesn't mean that everyone's going to recognize it. So right. by creating that checklist, you're doing everybody a huge favor. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're creating consistency and standards, right? That's true. Um, so you painted the picture of where the business was before construction. You're right. Right. So you're, you have servers, you narrow well, it down, event- you're humming, and construction hits.
1: And then it's like the business went down. I mean, the, this bar, Lost Repair, left the, in the corner. And they make a big party and things like, you know, like advertise a lot. And, you know, the media was on top of it, like saying, oh, they left. So there is nothing on the street. So people thought that all the street was shut down. Mm. And we were there. It's like, no, we're still here. So we had to come up with, you know, like ideas, you know, and and work out on, on those things about, you know, no, we're still here. We're open and we love your business. You know, come back. So and like you were
0: there until 2017,
1: 2016. Uh, yeah, we ju- no, no, no. We closed last year in November. Oh, okay. 2019.
0: Okay. Now is the construction still going on in the city? But th- this construction ended where you were. Right? Yeah,
1: essentially yes. And okay. you know, then eventually there were major hotels coming very, very close, so that helped us a lot. You know, like getting back on tracks, bringing
0: like tourists closer to where you yeah. are.
1: And also, you know, the crowd. Change it, you know. By now, there are more more bars than actually restaurants. There, actually, we were the only <laughs> restaurant left. When I'm, and because in the following street, which is rainy too, there is a very famous restaurant there, and they are still doing well because the people don't associate that area. I Even mean, as the same street with the rainy street. Uh, this drainy street is more like party area.
0: Yeah. So in my research or my preparation for today's conversation, I also saw that one of the, the challenges that you experienced early on was with the American market, assuming that you were a tex max. Oh, yeah. So how did you overcome that challenge?
1: Uh, well, uh, the best we could, <laughs> uh, I will say. Um, I mean, sometimes the people didn't understand it and they left or they didn't like it and there is nothing I can do. Some people not even associate that is Mexican or Tex-Mex. They just say Mexican. And it's like, no, this is not Mexican food. There's so many subcultures in Mexico. Yes, exactly. And even, you know, I think that, you know, Tex-Mex is part of the Mexican food. It just is an, uh, from a different region, right? Yeah. Um, so the people didn't understand that, and it's like this is me- this is not Mexican food. It's like
0: describe what um, I'm going to say this, the name sure. of the, the city Okina- Oaxaca Oaxaca. Thank you. Okinawa, no. I'm so Oaxaca. So <laughs> uh, Explain to us what that type of cuisine is.
1: Well, it's based uh, a lot with uh, okay. What we get more in Oaxaca is we have a very um, a very microclimate. So that means we have uh, things that they grow there that doesn't grow anywhere right else on in the, the world. Yes. So it's
0: probably slightly tropical? Or?
1: Uh, no, we have... I mean, in the city of Oaxaca, we're on a high altitude, so it's a more a dry climate. Okay. Uh, this in the mountains. But it, we, it ranges. But, you know, Oaxaca is the state. You get, you know, exactly from the coast and also from the mountains and rivers and, you know, a little bit of jungle almost and, you know, different, different things. So many microclimates give you very different things. So it's... A, the cradle of the, the I will say, the place of birth of the corn, for example. So we have magnificent corn. We have tons of chiles because they grow different in different regions. So you get, you know, the smoky ones, you get the, this one and, and such and such. So uh, a variety of plants and, you know, so fauna and flora, they are like very diverse. So, using those herbs properly with those chiles and that corn, you get a different cuisine.
0: Yeah. So, you, people come to your restaurant expecting beans, rice, and uh, burritos, <laughs> yeah. and, and they didn't get that.
1: Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, how
0: did you overcome that?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's like, why don't you try this or that? You know, things that maybe resemble more common for the. Um, so, we I never compromise. We never compromise the food. Okay. So, we always we true to Mexican food. Uh, So that means we never did, you know, those burritos or those fajitas or those things. But there are dishes in Mexico that maybe get closer, being Mexican dishes. So we put about on the menu. And so the people feel more relaxed. Like a bridge. Yeah, like a bridge. It's it's, it's close to that. It's not that, but it's close to that. So maybe you liked it. Mm -hmm. And people began to accept it. And there were people that didn't. So that's that's okay. What about education?
0: Were you using education to... Uh,
1: but in a nice way, because you can't be like a, trying to be in this business and try to educate every every person that gets into your door.
0: Yeah, listen, knucklehead. This is yes, what we're trying to... No, so you can't. I
1: mean, and I don't want to be like that person that, you know, explains everything or, you know, try to be the, the, the one with the reason, you know? Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is what we feel proud of. I hope you like it. You know, yeah. it's more like that. And this is different from this or that, you know, but... Uh, trying to be nice about it, you know. This is just different. Mm.
0: Okay. Any other challenges or lessons learned during this time on Rainy Street that you can share with myself and my audience to make us better people? And well, I guess
1: the, the smartness of my husband. I will say uh, he was a smart a smart enough to see like the cha- the 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 challenge of uh, of the different uh, stages of the restaurant. You know, like you know, we're doing well, and then it comes down because you know the the, the construction and such so we were always switching the the offering like okay by now we need to be more accessible let's let's don't leave anybody that leaves the door you know without getting in so let's give them something else so, so i was the one working on the recipes and such you know so what, but let's let's try to see this you know and make them stay instead of leaving because they don't understand the food okay so it's not that we not i mean we are not doing good food it was just like okay let's as I said, you know, like figure it out, these things. Okay. So I guess it was the most important challenge. And then obviously the, the closing, you know, that was horrible. <laughs> so why did
0: you close? Take us through
1: what uh, happened there. Well, I mean, the, the prices on rainy and the downtown, they are super expensive. So our partner, I mean, it's like, okay, I need to raise the rent. And it's like, okay, well, we, can, I mean, the restaurant, as a restaurant, we can, I mean, and you're a partner, we cannot afford to be here anymore. Mm. So we, well, just, we just left. How do you feel about that? Uh, sad. Yeah, it was horrible because we it was a very good business, mm. but we cannot afford to pay a rent as a bar can do.
0: So I mean, the, the doesn't look like Austin steering away from this direction of things increasing in no. price. And I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Like anything that you want to bring to the the conversation to create well, awareness? Well, I mean,
1: the problem is, I mean, unless you want only like bars instead of restaurants or chains instead of small places then you need to support them. I mean, to make them stay and be more conscious about it. Not everything is about money. Yeah. I mean, it's very important. Don't tell me, don't take me wrong. I mean, we wouldn't be here if it was not, you know. No,
0: it's the, the money is the blood in the veins. You know? Yes, it keeps, but uh, it's
1: not everything. Yeah,
0: but it's not the soul. You know. Yeah, and
1: the, if, I mean, if you are just looking for making more profit for yourself, then you are killing the business. Yeah. And then you want to make it local. How come? You know, that doesn't match. You know, the, the two things together don't match.
0: So what do you think needs to change? Just more s- support from local consumers or?
1: Uh, from consumers, definitely. But also from the owners of these this places. You know, there are like these huge buildings. Uh, they are normally from other towns.
0: They're staring at the bottom line. They're wondering yeah. how rich they can get. Yes, not, exactly. How can I support my community? And then,
1: you know, like the fun part of being in this neighborhood or that neighborhood will be disappearing yeah. because they're, you're killing them. You
0: know, I'm really I'm really happy you're bringing this to the conversation because you're seeing right now all over the – in all major cities throughout the country um, this void of retail because nobody yeah. buys anything in person anymore. Everybody's buying online. online. So the only thing that works in retail space is restaurants. But,
1: we can kill them very easily if you continue ordering well, online. these
0: developers, right? <laughs> you know, these developers, I feel like are almost the, the bomb's going to fall out eventually. Yeah. But it's but these, I don't know. Do you, do you are you picking up what I'm putting down? Like, how do we fight against this 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 trend of just trying to put? Well, I don't know. I mean, I wish to
1: have the answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we got to figure it out. Uh,
0: anything we haven't discussed up to this point? Any key lessons or failures or things that that my myself or my listeners can benefit from before we talk about this this, this latest location?
1: Um, no, I guess we have covered mostly the, the failures, the the horrible moments as oh, surprise, now you don't have a business anymore, or you know, and that happens twice. So yeah. So
0: at this point, I guess we're resilient. You've built this the, the restaurant up twice, yes, right from. No name to Having on A. The the, the center of attention. Um and now you're doing it for the third time. Yes. With all the experience and all the lessons you've you've accrued up to this point, (laughs) how did you tackle this the sucker differently?
1: I'll say like why we get into it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first thought, right? Uh well the second is like, okay, we, we like what we do. Yeah. I guess and we still have some energy left to keep doing it. Um, I mean, and we have good stuff and we cannot just leave them you know there are people that they have been with us for quite a bit yeah. and it's like okay you walk away because you can and you can make you know retirement we were actually before this location this new location appeared on the map we were thinking on retirement last december and now it's like oh why we didn't yeah. <laughs> why we, we took the challenge again and and been here but i mean we enjoy what we do yeah um some days more than others obviously but as always but uh, you know in general we like what we do and uh, you know it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, I will say like a, like a disease that gets into your body, you know, like you have to be in a restaurant. It's, it's hard not to be in a restaurant.
0: Yeah. It's part of who you are. Yeah.
1: It's we do all the things, you know, I do other, other things. I do consulting. I do, you know, trips to Mexico and things like that. And, but still the bug of the restaurant is in my veins,
0: mm. I guess. So this, this, this location where we're sitting today, mm-hmm. uh, 2017,
1: uh, not the nineteen? No, that was oh, last wait. year.
0: Oh, wait, I'm thinking seventeen was the, when you. No, sorry, no, sorry, no, no, no. We stayed not, there last until year. Last 19. year, yes. got gotcha. you. So, how much time elapsed from just a few months, or how much time did you have between one and the out?
1: other? No, no, no. Okay, it, it happened differently. Um, this location was offered when we were thinking of retirement. Okay. We were definitely decided to retire in December. Got gotcha. you. So we we already took our partners like, okay, the last day we will be on rainy is gonna be November 15. And uh, we were there when uh, brunches in Rainy were like super crazy. And this guy called my husband in the middle of the, of the brunch. It's like, okay, I have this location. I like, no, 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 we're not interested. We already know what it is and we are not interested in that. And such. It's like, well, please come over. And we were so busy that he said, yeah, okay, okay, we'll go tomorrow. And then it's when he hanged and it's like, where are we going tomorrow? And it's like, why? I mean, we already say like we gonna yeah, retire, we're going to retire. Why are then, we going to do this to ourselves? Like, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, well, I... Um, let's go and just we say no later and it's like okay we came to the space and look at it and it's like okay began to make some numbers and it's like well we can do it on our own maybe and well you know with support of the bank and such but uh, you know we don't need a partner we can do it and well we're trying (laughs) that's it and that was so we signed it's like everything comes together we all you know the leaser you know take us in because this was a second generation restaurant and we took it as is Um, okay the leaser you know Give us the permit there, and also the bank, you know, access, you know, whatever we need to make it happen. And uh, if everything comes together, then we will open it. Okay, perfect. Um, and we thought it, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen, honestly, in in many way. Many days was like, no, this is not gonna happen. Well, it happened, and we signed uh, everything on August the thirtieth or something like that, and we opened September fifteenth. Okay. So fifteen days later. Okay. So from scratch, we changed. we paint we do all those things wow
0: that's incredible so w- what advice do you have for somebody who's going into a second generation restaurant things to consider things that maybe you didn't consider that you wish you had uh,
1: well i mean it's always a surprise uh there are things that work some things don't work uh, cleaning a lot of cleaning when you say we things
0: that work you're talking about like actual physical equipment yes, or, okay. exactly
1: physical equipment and i mean you you see the chairs but you don't actually look at them big, with the everyone. tail You know, yeah. everyone so those things you know but that happens in a way, we knew that that could happen, and it's, it's okay. It was not major things. Uh, the flow of the kitchen, is it was, I guess, very different, the cuisine that they make and the cuisine that we do. Was
0: it, was it, was it Spanish? Spanish? Spanish, yes.
1: So it was very different. So we have to, like, reinvent, you know, how to deal with that space. Uh, come up with uh, easy solutions and cheap solutions, which is another thing. You think that you have to investments of money in uh, upfront and very expensive things and I mean it may work for some people but at the end it's not what you eat and it doesn't tell you anything about it you know I prefer a restaurant with some character and even not necessarily the most expensive things to to make it real you know you invest a lot of things in you know in equipment and this very fancy equipment and this and that and then at the end it's like you could have done it with a little bit less money up front
0: yeah so what was the character that this base had that attracted you to it
1: um the light mm. is one it has a lot of light it has. It's, i mean it's in a good in a good area uh a little bit not too i mean it's, it's it can be seen but not that much which is a yes and no part of it, it you know there's a lot of traffic essentially and uh a Give us a good vibe, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, you said it's a good area. What makes it a, a space, a good area?
1: Uh, I mean, the people who live, it's more a neighborhood area. Mm. Um, and uh, people dine out. We had a lot of customers coming from here, either, even to Oaxaca, to, to the first place, and then to Rainy. Yeah. And then they stopped coming because it was complicated to park and all those things.
0: Yeah. Well, you're like to pick the picture for our listeners, you're on South Lamar, which is about maybe two miles uh sell from like the, the heart of the city, right? Yes. The uh-huh. center of the city, maybe two miles from where Rainy Street was. Yeah, Maybe like three miles, three miles but yes. But yeah. like as a as a bird yes. f- as a crow flies. Maybe yes. like two and a half or whatever. Um three miles, uh give or take. Uh so you're right on like the edge like the metropolitan like yes. side of things. Right so you're right still there. in Austin. Uh-huh. Well in Austin. Right. But on the edge of like the city limits. Yeah. Um so I mean when you say that you kind of can only assume that like this area and you're seeing it happen right now yeah. is being built up. Like yeah, crazy. totally. So are you ahead of, do you think you're a little ahead of the curve? Kind of like what's happening on the East side of Austin where it's right. being, yeah. And like all those, those, those uh, restaurants that were there are kind of seeing a spike in business now that people are yes. moving in. Is that kind of what you were thinking?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's coming. I mean, like across from us, they are like, you know, there's a, that big area. They're gonna make a you know high rise, mm. so it's happening here too. Yeah, but we're already on a on a building. <laughs>
0: so is that, was that kind of playing in the back of your mind though? That like I guess you know, a little
1: bit resonates. You know, yeah. you, you, you there are many things that you may not think, but there you're aware of.
0: Yes, people aren't gonna want to drive, you know, into the city very pretty soon because it's gonna get harder and harder to get into the city. Exactly, as as people come here uh, so. either
1: you work there or you stay there because of the you know we were in a beautiful location in rainy in a way and, and you know, unfortunately, it becomes more bar thing than the restaurants. But be, you had the convention center in two two blocks away, major hotels. You know the fanciest hotels right there. So we had a a, a great deal of customers from those yeah. areas, so from those places.
0: What has you most excited about this location in the future? And what are you gonna the, the 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 culmination of all the things that you've experienced and the the like? What's what's the approach? What's the strategy for the new location?
1: Oh, well, well. One thing that we have, in, you know, in, in our side is parking, which we have never experienced. So, so like, that's a great deal for us. Um, and then I guess we have been so far well received in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. People is excited. A lot of people that you know, all faces from rainy that we they come back and it's like oh, we're we're so happy to have you here, you know, because it was complicated to get, you know, for us to there, down there, and they keep coming and they bring friends. To make us, you know, like, giving the support. So that has been important. And uh, I guess, I mean... We're trying hard
0: yeah well I'm excited for what you guys create. And is there anything we have not discussed up to this point? this is your your time to to speak to whatever's near and dear to your heart um, well, I'm well, giving you my platform to stand yeah, on thank you and get the word about anything that you want to share like is there something that comes to mind that we haven't discussed up to this point?
1: Oh my goodness, I don't know. you tell me what we're missing um no I, I feel like uh, happy with what we have talked about, and we, we, uh, well the team the team is also super important here uh you know you have. We talk about the front of the house but also the back of the house is super important to the day you understand what you're you're going through, you what you want and to share it. And I'm I'm always open to them, you know, it's like okay, you have a better way to do this? Okay, let's try it. And mm-hmm. if it works we will do it. Same with the bar. You have an idea of a drink, okay, let's put it up and if it works it flies. What know?
0: happens when you give that kind of creative freedom to your, your people?
1: I mean it's it, it is it is some freedom, but it's like suggestions, and then we come together and we, we decide what to do, you know, like together with them. But if it's a good thing, we try it, and if everybody likes it, let's, let's go for what it. What happens
0: when people actually like it, but it came from somebody who was on your staff? Like, you, do you, like how do they react to that when they, when they come up with something and it's received well?
1: Uh, well, they're happy. I, I mean, bet. I guess they feel like they're, they're, they're important. The they're sense important of ownership, to this. right? Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: That's, it's huge. Um, so one question I've been asking all my guests, uh, and the, the mission statement is to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. Who are you today? Who are the women you are today versus the women you were getting started in this industry? How have you transformed?
1: Oh, my God, that's a tough one. Um, I guess in many ways, I'm the same person. I haven't changed my vision of what the food I want to serve uh, that I can't. Uh, we tried We thought on, on times You know What if we just do Cheaper things I mean Cheaper things I'm not, I don't mean like it, uh, For price But just like Less care in it You know yeah. Like less labor Because mostly uh, The Mexican food The ingredients can be cheap But the labor is very Very important And it's very it's slow food It's very it's like, labor Exactly intensive. So yeah. like Why don't we try something More simple And it will make it More affordable And we we'll forget about the, you know, the, the dreams of having A, a good cuisine You know mm. And we couldn't Yeah so I'm, I'm in a way, I'm just older, but uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit more wiser in some things.
0: How are you wiser
1: uh, I mean, I think I see the things in a, a little bit sometimes with a little bit of distance from it instead of being like super, you know like all my guts are in, into something, but it's like I can see it from a different perspective and, and, and analyze you know all the peop- the things and the people. What's
0: your advice for taking a few steps back and seeing things from a distance from the big picture?
1: I think it's very important. Not all the time we are able to do it because you are in the middle of the trouble or the, the situation and it's hard to move out from, from that. But once you can, if, if you can, and not always I can, um, it's way better because you can analyze the things yeah. better. Sometimes yeah. you need to slow down it's to needed.
0: speed up. Sometimes you need to take a few steps True. back to see the big picture and be like, oh, I was so close to this, I didn't yeah. even see this opportunity right over here. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, I love this conversation. One more, quick, one more quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to bust out a quick speed round. Let's get real. Grease is a fact of life in any commercial kitchen, but with the grease fighting power of Dom Professional manual pot and pan from P&G Professional, you'll clean more dishes in every sink compared to leading private label. Dom Professional has the power you need to fight tough grease and get those squeaky clean dishes you're looking for. With long-lasting suds that clean up to 58% more dishes per sink and reduce sink changeovers by 35%, saving you up to 6,000 gallons of hot water per year versus private label, it's no wonder Dom Professional is the number one dish detergent in the U.S. P&G Professional's complete restaurant cleaning program includes products, equipment, and 24-7 service to deliver a noticeable clean that will keep your patrons coming back time and time again. To learn more, go to www.pg. P R and experience the grease fighting power of Don professional dishwashing liquid. You can find Don professional at Sam's club or by visiting samsclub.com club.com slash Don professional. Now go get it. I'm sure you felt it before, right? That pressure, that intense pressure to have your restaurant website on point. But you should have that pressure. You should feel this way because your restaurant website is so important. It is your first impression and it represents your entire brand. But here's the thing you're not a web developer, you're a restaurant owner. So, how can you be held to these standards? Well, with Bento Box, that's how. Bento Box empowers you to own your presence, profit, and guest relations, all with full support, integration, and Analytics And here's something that's really great about BentoBox is that it prioritizes website accessibility. So with BentoBox, you can get a certified accessible restaurant website that follows ADA guidelines and supports your business because this is how you show your people you care. Beyond that, BentoBox websites drive 70% more traffic. They see seven times more conversions and get five times return on investment. What else can I say? Well, how about over 5,000 restaurants in all 50 states and around the world are using this platform with its suite of tools. Head over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you'll save 50% off your setup. Again, that's getbento, G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash unstoppable. We're back. And the first question I have for you is what is your it's? factor a habit a trait or a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success
1: honesty i guess
0: honesty what is your biggest weakness
1: uh, oh my goodness don't sleep well <laughs> don't <laughs> how
0: are you uh how are you combating that
1: well i, I tried i don't meditate i wish i had the, the the you know the tranquility to do it but i don't and um yeah, I should do that. And also be on top of everything. I'd like to be on top of everything that does make my life easy.
0: <laughs> what is one question you ask or thing you look for when you're interviewing somebody, when you're building your team? What qualities are you looking for?
1: Well, uh, like they look clear. They look into your eyes and they, they seem like honest on the, what they want. And I mean, I, yeah, I guess that is, that will be.
0: What's your biggest challenge today?
1: Uh, make this restaurant happen, like for real.
0: How are you overcoming that?
1: Uh, by day by day working hard.
0: Yeah. Share one code of conduct or behavior you teach your team. This is a way to be, a way to act.
1: I guess that the best service is the one you don't notice. Be there, but don't don't get that much. You know, like just be there for the, the customer. The best
0: service is the one you don't notice, right? So, what do you mean? Like, pull back a layer in that.
1: Okay. Well, like for example, when the, when You're looking at your table, you know, I'm I'm a server and I'm looking at someone and that someone is turning the head, you you know, he's looking for something. So come and see what is missing. Maybe he needs a glass. Maybe he lost his napkin, something. So be in there, give it to them and without being asked to, you know, that is the kind of thing I see.
0: What is one uncommon standard of service you teach your team? So there's something that's common within the four walls of your restaurant that you Uh think is uncommon throughout the industry. A way to go above and beyond.
1: Well, I I guess, you know, like in in, in our case, it's very specific. They have to know the menu very well and the terms and the words. How
0: do you empower your people to, to do that well?
1: Well, we have a very a great manager now, so don't tell him. I'm <laughs> <kidding>. uh, <laughs> so he's always, you know, on the training and things like that. He's very energetic about doing that, and uh, really, you know, what, he's he's on top.
0: So, what what tools have you seen him provide your team members?
1: Uh, okay, for example, one of the things I provide to them it was a glossary at the very beginning. Okay, where well, these are the most common words that you will be finding in the menu. So learn what it is, because mm-hmm. otherwise, is when you say like. This chile is like, how do you describe the chile and things like that? So it was a very basic thing. But he has been going more and more in deep and he makes research on his own and, and asks questions all the time. He's asking so many questions about everything. It. So that's, that's great.
0: Uh, what is one thing you feel restaurant tours don't do well enough or often enough?
1: No, I guess, you know, each restaurant is different. So it's hard to say what they don't do. Uh, restaurant tours, I feel like I don't know how they can handle. Being in a restaurant, if you, you know, that there are so much changes of, you know, like your, your, your people, you know, the, the staff in the kitchen and yeah. such, how you can handle when your chef leaps. I have no idea. I, I mean, I admire them because they can handle that, but I don't know how they, they do. So I just want to make like sure I understand. be there, like, okay, I'm here. We're here. If somebody's missing, we can, I mean, maybe I'm not that quick anymore on the line, yeah. but I can step in. So being
0: present in your Be
1: restaurant. present in the restaurant. I, I, gotcha. I like that. And many people, they are not. And I think that's, that's important.
0: What is one service you've outsourced to? Uh, a person, basically, that you brought onto your team that has a, another company that you've hired to come into your company and do something for you?
1: Well, the, the accountant. She does the you know the payroll and those things.
0: Okay, and can you share who she is and her uh, company? Yeah, she has
1: a company called Tabulate. Tabulate. She's across the street you know, so <laughs> nice. It's very convenient well, we inherited it from the previous owner
0: if you're in Austin and you're looking for a good accountant yes tabulate,
1: tabulate. <laughs> yes this and is pickle
0: what is one technology that you've adopted recently in your business that's had a huge impact on communication efficiency uh operations anything along those lines
1: okay like you know open table and those things that yeah, really things like help that. you out yeah th- yep. that's very convenient that the design and everything it works through super well
0: so is that would you say open table is the, the 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 service that you have had a good experience with yeah okay and this is the last question for you are you ready for
1: it I will try yes <laughs> uh,
0: if you got the news you're leaving this world tomorrow all the memories of you your work and your restaurants would be lost with your departure with the exception of three pieces of wisdom that you can leave behind for the good of humanity and for your legacy where those three pieces of wisdom be
1: three okay let's start with the first one work hard One. Study. Two. And always be open to learn more.
0: Three. I've loved this conversation. Uh, We wrap up every chat by calling somebody out. So who do you respect? And admire and believe to make a great guest mentor like you made for us today.
1: Okay, well, I have to say the one in Mexico because I have two. It's uh, my dear friend Ricardo, <laughs> Ricardo Muñoz. Uh, he's a great mentor. He has been a great help for me. Those and, Ricardo, yeah, Ricardo Muñoz, Urita. Okay, he has the best restaurants. I'm gonna restaurants. try to say that. <laughs> okay, no worries. He has the best restaurants, and he's always, you know, he's always looking for for the people, you know, to help him and and everything. But I do have one person. It's a dear friend of mine that has been very instrumental and very helpful for me. It's a restaurant tour in San Antonio. It's Capi Lotton from the Capis and La Fonda. And he is a dear friend. And, you know, I really admire him. So that
0: was Ricardo in, say it one more time for me.
1: Cappy Lotton, Capi. Lotton in San Antonio.
0: Look out. Both men?
1: Yeah, both men. Look,
0: oh, gentlemen, I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. And how can we connect with you? Maybe we want to come join your team. Are you hiring? Are you looking for good people?
1: Yeah, always, the, always oh, we're looking for oh, good people. <laughs> What's the best way to connect? Uh, you know, through the website, I guess. Or, you know, call or show up or whatever.
0: Beautiful. And I think that is uh, www.elnaranjores. T-A-U-R-A-N-T.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. And Chef, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story, your knowledge, your mentorship. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable.
1: Thank you so much, Eric, for having me today. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Cheers. Well, there you go. Another one in the archive. Chalk it up. A great conversation today with Ileana De La Vega. Uh, great stuff came from this chat. I think the big takeaways for me is just, again, the significance of your reputation. Uh, opportunities will find you so long as you can be a person of value. And uh, no matter how many times you fall, if you are a person of value, you will be picked back up. I think she is just living proof of... Of that, and I just love this overall this overall arcing mantra of hard work and honesty. And I, I wish more people operated like this. And uh, it was an honor and a privilege to make an example of you today, Ileana. Great stuff. And it looks like I'm going to Mexico. Thanks for uh, calling out those international guests. Who's coming? Right. Uh, all right. So quick reminders, guys. Before I let you go, please subscribe to my Facebook group. It's really easy. Here's what you do. Just scroll down on the player right now or search unstoppable restaurant owners and operators in uh, Facebook. Uh, and I'm only looking to really add a restaurant owners and operators. I want to keep this uh, a really pure group with people that have only the best intentions to learn and share knowledge with each other. Uh, if you haven't yet, also scroll down in your player right now and click the YouTube channel and subscribe to that YouTube channel. And we're, I think we have over 40 of these interviews, uh, on video now. So you can now watch these videos at home after a late night. If you want to unwind instead of going to the bar and popping back a few, why not nestle up with me and my listeners Uh, sorry not my listeners my guests me and my guests you can hang out with us and be right there in the restaurant with us and it's like you're right there sitting with us in the restaurant subscribe and watch those and thank you in advance uh and the only other thing i think i can say is i'm still in la so if you want to connect while i'm out here i love connecting with my guests Uh, it's the best and um Keep those reviews coming. I don't think you realize how much they help, not just with how having the show be discovered, uh, but also with lifting my spirits. When I get those reviews, it's great feedback. I love to hear how the, the show is impacting your lives. So thank you if you have left a review. I think we're up to a 215 total reviews. That's amazing, but let's keep them coming. All right, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out.